0: Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com. And with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, it's Augusta National Week. And so we pop on out to the KDOS hotline for our major contributor, Alex Myers of Golf Digest. Alex, appreciate you always coming back and taking time for us.
1: You got it. Happy to do it. Exciting week.
0: Absolutely it is. Uh, So let's get a little into the golf course itself first before we get into some of the players playing this week. Changes were made to Augusta National back in 2022 to lengthen the 11th hole. Same with the 15th hole. Now this year, 2023, the 13th hole has been lengthened by 35 yards. So I think they're really trying to make the 13th a decision hole once again about going for it, laying up, or making it a more challenging long iron approach in if you're going to go for it here. Uh, has Augusta really turned Turned into a place where driving distance is becoming more and more crucial to your success here. And what have some of the players been saying about the difficulty of this year's event?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. You mentioned all those changes. Um, I think what we saw last year were, I I don't think there were hardly any Eagles on the 15th hole. Um, It's certainly a lot fewer people went for it in two. And now we're expecting a lot fewer people to go for the 13th hole for the 13th hole and two as well. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag here. I mean, I think most of the players aren't crazy about it. Um, I think they liked the hole as it was. Was it an easy par five? Sure. Was it one of the easiest par fives out there? Yes. But it was also still that exciting hole that produced a lot of eagles, certainly a lot of birdies, um, and still the occasional, uh, you know, big number if, if someone came up short. But now it is going to be much more of a decision if you go for it and two guys are going to be much further back, not only due to the length, the 35 yards. I mean, it's still only a 545-yard par five. That's not crazy, but it's just the way the angle plays. It's such a sharp dog-like left. Um, You you have a guy like Dustin Johnson who plays a cut, a a left-to-right ball off the tee. He's already gone ahead and said that he's probably going to lay up all four days. Uh, So certainly he would have the distance to reach, but because of his ball flight, he can't really bend it around those – Um, you know, the dog leg and put himself in position. So um, we're going to have to see how it plays. And and certainly, you know, the weather and the the course being softer um, is going to make it play longer as well. So it's definitely going to be a little more interesting. And you could bet on one thing. There are going to be fewer eagles made at 13 this year.
0: He's Alex Myers, Golf Digest here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. So you mentioned it there. The weather forecast has rain in it all week, some potential thunderstorms as well. Augusta National, though, is very aptly prepared to handle rain with their sub-air system on the golf course. But with the amount of rain that is projected, it still is going to have an impact here. Does that change how you forecast potentially uh, how this golf tournament is going to play? And here's my thought process here, that this potentially lends itself to a Rory McIlroy week because of how dominant he has been in past major championships when the course has been yep. really soggy.
1: No, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. Certainly, Rory McIlroy is one of, if not the first name, that jumps out um, as someone who could benefit from this. Uh, having won in you know wetter, softer, you know conditions, the courses obviously Congressional in 2011 and Kiowa in 2012. He won both those by eight shots. Um, that being said, I don't, you know, Rory is such an Americanized uh, European. You don't, you don't, I, I have visions of him kind of not playing well when the bad weather is actually happening. So it's going to have to be, a, you know, how the timing plays out. I think he will love the rain, but not to actually play in that rain. So we have to see how that plays out. You mentioned the sub air system, if any course is, you know, equipped to handle. Uh, rain of course it's augusta national but again there's only so much the club can do and you know the course is already very soft walking around it's got that uh, unfortunate kind of they, they sprinkle this like kitty litter stuff down on the ground um so it's got that wafting around and you're kind of you know squishing around a little already this is just from the rain that came last week so um you know the, now the, that's where the spectators watch or the patrons Obviously, the course itself is a little more firm. But, again, with all the rain coming, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But Rory definitely could be a guy who benefits from it. On the flip side, you'd have to think a guy like Tiger, especially with – it's not just rain, Kayla. It's just crazy cool conditions coming in. Mm -hmm. I mean, today it's a high high of 90, and Saturday it's a high of 54. I mean, that's just a wild swing. Um, So not only the cool conditions for Tiger, but then the potential – for maybe having to play more than 18 holes in the day, even as caddy Joe LaCava was quoted as saying, I can't imagine him playing 27 holes or more. So that would be a guy on the flip side who this is, not what he wants to see. And when he was asked about the weather yesterday, Tiger did not look particularly pleased.
0: <laughs> You're a hundred percent right there on Tiger and just how long it takes his body to get prepped and ready to go for one right, round. they right. are also adding in, as you mentioned, potentially more than 18 holes in a day. So uh, I don't know. And big cat also mentioned this week. He doesn't know how many more of these he really has, which this has been a sentiment that he has really been talking about for several years now, but, uh, but I think the more we hear it, the more real it becomes.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and, and certainly, you know, when he did that walk last year at St. Andrews, with the tearful potential goodbye to St. Andrews, uh, kind of even, you know, maybe even thinking that he wouldn't be back there in five or six years whenever it goes back there, the Open, that, that kind of took some people by surprise, I think. And um, you're right. He said, I, he, I mean, that was a quote. He said, I don't know how many more of these on, I have in me. Um, He said that last year he wasn't even sure, obviously, if he was going to ever play in a Masters again. So, you know, on one hand, he's very appreciative to even be back here. But on the other hand, it's not – you don't get that same confident vibe from him. Um, You know, someone tried to kind of ask him the can you win this week question. Um, He didn't give that immediate, yeah, of course, that's why I'm here. I only come if I can win. You know, he always gives that answer. He didn't quite give that same – um, answer he, he you know so it, it's just a little different vibe from him um, you know he's talking about the champions tour and how in a couple years he's going to have a golf cart to rely on And it's like just weird hearing him talk about that um, and even his caddy said uh, if he had a golf cart he would contend tomorrow but then does that mean he's not going to be able to contend without the cart so it's going to be interesting to see that being said he did say his golf game He's in a lot better place than it was last year, and he made the cut easily last year. Now, the weekend, he kind of, you know, fell down the board. Things caught up to him. Um, He says his endurance is better, but he also says his leg is aching more this year. So it's kind of a mixed bag from Tiger. Um, You know, we know he can hit the shots, but um, the walking and getting around is going to be tough, and especially at Augusta. Um, and again, especially with that, like the cool conditions and the potential for playing even more than 18 holes, it just uh, it doesn't bode well for him, unfortunately.
0: Alex Myers, Golf Digest here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra points. So the big three here, Scotty Scheffler, he's looking <coughs> to defend. Rory McIlroy, we touched on a little bit here, but he's in his 15th start here at Augusta looking <coughs> to complete the career Grand Slam. Uh, John Rahm looking for his first green jacket. It feels like when we look at these and dissect these play- players metric wise, we're really just splitting hairs. So how do you assess these three heading into the week?
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. I mean, I I still, I would, I pick John Rahm every year here, so I'm going to pick him again. But if I really had to be fair about it, you know, I think Scotty has proven himself to be the guy, um, especially in this past year. Plus, I mean, he's won six events, all being marquee events, including of course, the masters. Um, And, and, you know he's he loves it here. He's play he's played great here, and, and we've seen once guys play well here, they they kind of get a taste for that, and they the great players usually don't stop at winning one Masters. Now, I think Rory and John Rahm are you know are great candidates to win multiple Masters as well. They just haven't yet. Uh, Rory, it is amazing when he said that 15th year thing. That's wild. This is his eighth or ninth year trying to complete the career Grand Slam. I mean that used to be the number one topic going into the masters. And now we're not even talking about it anymore because it's just been so long. But um, no, I heard that there was one bet where you can take those big three and I think still get like plus two twenty or something on it. So more than two to one, your money hard for me to turn that down to be honest, because you really can't make a case um, against any of them. Uh, Especially as we mentioned, the, the potential for the wet conditions could help Rory. I think that would help ROM as well. You know, Carries the ball a long way. Um, and then again, Scotty just coming, he's just on this 14 month heater right now. Um, everything seems to be going his way. So I would probably take those big three against the rest of the field, to be honest.
0: Moving down the board, Jordan Spieth, 17 to 1. Obviously, we know about his past success at Augusta. He only has one green jacket. We sometimes maybe think he should have had a few more green yeah. jackets. Yeah. He still seems really uncomfortable with the putter, but his ball striking is much better, gaining strokes once again. So Jordan, kind of maybe this bad weather creativity here is a a great place for Jordan Spieth to to win another green jacket.
1: Yeah, he's a guy who um, you just, it's like Phil Phil or Tiger, obviously you just kind of always expect to see him on the leaderboard, no matter how he's playing coming in. We've seen him struggling coming in and kind of flip the switch here. We've seen him playing great coming in and continue that. Um, it's just a course that he loves. He plays well in. Um, yeah, the softer conditions, I think he would actually prefer the, the firmer conditions. It probably helps his creative short game a little more, gives him more of an edge there. Um, but yeah, he just feels so comfortable here. Uh, as you mentioned, he's hitting the ball better, particularly with the driver. He still you know, can give you that big miss once or twice per round, but at Augusta, you can kind of get away with it a little more. That being said, it's just amazing to me um, how poorly he's played when he's had a chance to close the door. And I'm talking specifically in the you know the two events recently um, where he let get away, but also just in the fact. I mean, we're coming up on it's basically six years he's won two golf tournaments, um, and neither particularly big wins, too, if we're being honest here. This is after he wins three majors at such an early point in his career, so. That's the one thing that's scary for me is him under pressure once he gets that lead. Uh, we've just seen him not not get the job done after getting it done so so nicely early in his career. So he needs to get a big win to kind of really get back on track. I know we've been talking about him getting back these past couple of years, um, but it, it hasn't happened. But, but again, this would be the place where uh, it certainly wouldn't surprise anybody.
0: Let's talk Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, and Cam Smith. I'll kind of lump them together here. Cantlay, for me, has to prove he can do it in the majors. His game says he should contend and then he doesn't. Justin Thomas, to me, is struggling like he's never struggled before. The putter's letting him down and it seems to kind of be impacting the rest of his game, maybe pressing a little bit too much. Cam Smith, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to assess the live players. They've had three live events. If you look at his finishing positions in those tournaments, to me, that's not been very good he also has admitted he doesn't like where his game is at right now so out Mm -hmm. of this group how do you try to assess these players and would you consider taking any of them uh, on the odds board
1: well first of all Kayla I mean you don't even need me to come on because you just I mean literally like what you just said is what I would have said probably about all those guys and um you know of the three I you know I'd probably well, I'm actually putting a few dollars down on Cam Smith, and that's just because his odds have drifted so far down the board. You're right. We have not seen him, and that's the problem with all these live guys. Their schedules are so spread out, we're not quite sure what they're playing for, where their competitive juices are. We know they're going to be fired up to play in the Masters, but that it doesn't mean that you can just flip a switch and play. Now, that being said, if Cam Smith or another live guy does win, this week, then we can obviously say, oh, I guess we were overrating this move to live kind of sabotaging their chances at the, at the majors. But I still go back to the fact that he won the players last year. He won the British open. He was in the final pairing here at Augusta last year. He's the first guy to shoot in the sixties, four rounds in a tournament here a couple years ago. Um, And if you had said in July that Cam Smith would be 30 or 35 to one odds, you would have gotten laughed at. Uh, he would have thought he would have been the favorite coming into to the Masters this year. So, for that reason alone, I am betting on uh, on Cam Smith. Um, Justin Thomas, I agree. He's, he's he's kind of a mess right now. I'm, I'm staying away. He wasn't even in my top 13 bets coming in. Um, and then finally, Cantley, I, I look, I'm as confused as anybody. Um, I remember having a nice ticket on him, although I was rooting against it back in 2019 when Tiger won. He made that great charge. He actually took the lead. For a moment on the back nine on Sunday, I think he ended up finishing T9 because a couple guys jumped him and he made a late bogey. But my point is, I think that's his last top 10 at a major, and it just makes no sense because in the meantime, he's actually started to win tournaments but now not play well at the majors. So he's confusing to me. I think he's probably a pretty fair price in the mid-20s, but it's just not enough you know, value for me to jump in here. So those three guys, Cam Smith is my guy just because he's being valued lower than those other two guys when I, I think he actually should be graded above those two.
0: Well, I need some help with this one. Will uh, Zalatoris, we've known him now to be contending in majors. Every time he tees tees it up, Augusta seems to fit him so well. He finally got his breakthrough win, and then he suffered a back injury in the summer. Took several months off. His return in 2023 has been inconsistent at best. Does history here propel Will Zalatoris forward, or is he a fade until further notice?
1: I hate to say it as a fellow Demon Deacon, but I'm, I'm baiting him until further notice. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the mixed bag. He was the fourth place at Riviera, um, which looked to me like he was back. Um, you know, he had, like you mentioned, the back injuries. Now, he said this this week that he was originally planning to make this his comeback week. So he's come back way ahead of schedule. So he's happy about that. So he must be physically feeling better. But you still have to wonder a little about that, um, but more so about this putting. Um, you know, he, he's, he's and I saw it out there today, it's pretty alarming. He, on shorter putts, he is now switching and, and going to the left-hand low, but it looks so bizarre on a long putter, and he's got his, with a split grip. He really, he flip-flops where the right hand is. It's usually, obviously, below and split. Now it's up above and split, and I don't know. I couldn't quite tell if it was if it's a six footer or an eight footer or less when he does this. But he's literally putting two different ways. Um, he, he's it's a way that his his coach at Wake Forest, Jerry Haas, putted. He said B.J. Singh had some success doing it this way. It doesn't look pretty. I mean, if it gets the job done, that's great. But again, just to kind of be experimenting with something like that on the eve of the Masters. Even with his amazing track record here, it's just hard for me to, to really get fully on board. Uh, Will Zalatoris, Tours.
0: Alex Myers, Golf Digest. Before we let you go, uh, we've talked about the top of the board. We feel really strong yep. about those big three. But where yep. else could we find some value of somebody to maybe resurrect some old feelings or is coming on as a younger player that we're not thinking about?
1: Perfect. I got the perfect two guys there. Resurrecting old feelings. Justin Rose, he's a winner again this year. He's, you know, he had a few years where he struggled. We know he's played great at the Masters, a couple of runner-ups, including that playoff loss to Sergio. I think four different times he's been a first-round leader here, so he likes to get up to great starts. So I like Justin Rose in that 50 to 60 range, and then clearly, you know, for maybe a top-10 bet, something like that, I think he's tremendous value. And then the up-and-comer, Tahit Tagala, we've obviously gotten to know him better on the, the Netflix show and everything else. Um, you know, we've seen him have some close calls already in several tournaments. Um, the one thing that kind of holds him back, it seems is he's a little erratic off the tee, but I think obviously at Augusta, he can get away with that more. Um, you, you know, again, it's tough. You can't really bet on a rookie to win but again, top 20, maybe top 10. I think he's, 120 130 to 1 so maybe you're getting 12 to 1 13 to 1 on the top 10 something like that um, I, I like I like Tigala.
0: Alex as always thank you so much for taking time and enjoy the week hopefully the weather isn't as bad as we think it's going to be <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll do this again next major
1: Sounds good. Well I bought a hoodie already, so an extra sweatshirt for the warmth. But I, I yeah, fingers crossed we uh we get through this, we get everything done by Sunday. I appreciate it, Kayla. Take care, enjoy the golf.
0: Absolutely. Once again he is Alex Myers there, golf digest